Today's episode was brought to you by Studio, the company that wants to revolutionize the way people see and hear headphones, not just as a technology device, but also as an accessory. Welcome to the K-Pop Cast. I'm your K-Pop DJ, DJ Peter Lowe, and it's Comeback Stage with K-Pop B-Boy Supermatic. What's up, what's up? Always great to be back here on the K-Pop Cast with y'all. And welcoming back behind the scenes BTS member, Ramen. Hello, hello. It's great to be here again. Thanks for having me, guys. And today we'll be talking about TWICE and their song, what is love? Letting you know if these songs are debak or not. Peter, wrong song. Oh, sorry, sorry, right. Yes, shiny. Hit replace. Got it. Hit replays are songs we recommend you play on repeat or replay for the week. So, Matt. Tell me, what's making you hit replay? Oh uh, man, you know I gotta shout out my homie Rico for this one. He's the one who got me into it because I never followed anything from the unit at all, but now I'm all about them boys, UNB, especially their hit, Only One. This song is such a feels trip. Gave me serious Spring Day by BTS vibes. Yeah. And the video's just very nicely aesthetically pleasing. There's an acapella section of the music video at about the four and a half minute mark. I was just not ready for. Oh my god, the emotions. I mean, the lyrics, they really resonate with me well. And the choreo! Can I talk about the choreo? Not for hit replays, Matt, but maybe another episode will get there. Okay. I totally agree with okay. you that it is totally in the vibes mm-hmm. of Spring Day. So, Ramen, what's making you hit replay? Uh, for me this week, it's uh, Lo Siento Super Junior featuring Leslie Grace. Which is totally not fair because that was my hit replay that you stole it. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, I think you can agree with this too. It's a pretty great song with like Korean and Spanish mixed into it. Super Junior was one of my favorite groups I started listening to in 2009. And it's fun to see them reinvent themselves with each comeback. Especially with this one alongside Leslie Grace, who I had to look up. She's a American singer and songwriter. And that was like the song like all of K-pop was asking us last week. Like, <laughs> yeah. Who is Leslie Grace? And why have we not heard of her? Right. Right. I think many of us had to Google mm-hmm. it. And now we know who she is. But way to show how K-pop has gone overseas and around the world. We can take it slow. Peter, what was your hit replay? Okay, I'm going to break the rules because it's totally not fair. So I'm going to say my hit replay was also Super Junior or Super Senior. If you uh, follow the K-pop hot pot, they (laughs) came up with that phrase because these are our boys and now they are men. (laughs) They are the seniors of K-pop. 
So I am also hitting replay to Lo Siento. And okay. the thing is, like, it's reggaeton, like, mixed with, like, mumbata. Hey. It's, like, the best, like, coming together at these worlds. It's got that perfect weaving in of that acoustic piano and the song from Leslie Grace at the beginning. And it has me saying sorry for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> You know, I actually just noticed this right now. I made this connection that Lo Siento me means sorry, and then Super Junior. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. K pop Pop Pots at that too. So, <laughs> yeah. on that note, um, be sure to check out K pop Pop Pots episode because they dive into the song a lot more, and I, I recommend catching it. Ooh. Once again, this episode was brought to you by Studio. Take it away, Junior Editor Michaela. Guys, Studio Sweden has been an amazing experience when it comes to switching to Bluetooth headphones for the first time. The model I have is the Trey in Classic Blue. They're very compact, haven't fallen off my ears once at the gym, and with a 9-hour battery life, I'll have an episode finished before I need to charge them again. Studio Sweden's mission is to offer people Bluetooth headphones that don't sacrifice sound quality for style, and the K-pop cast is going to hook our audience up with a discount. If you enter K-pop, K-P-O-P, in all caps, during checkout, you'll get 15% off your purchase. So let's move on to our Daybok or Not for Twice What is Love. We saw a number of things from Twice, but what did it mean? Ramen, take it away. It asks its listeners to pretty much wonder what exactly it is. You wonder exactly what that special four-letter word L-O-V-E basically feels like. When will you feel that love you see in movies? Who will it be with? We're always questioning that when we're wondering what that emotion entails. Twice shares that innocent, pure, and beautiful love that we yearn to feel one day. You know, on that note, one of our contemporaries, none other than K-pop junkie, also has a few thoughts to say on this. What really stood out to me was this interesting juxtaposition between the music video and the lyrics. The lyrics are these unrealistic expectations about what love is and how great it's supposed to be. But just look at the films they chose to act out. Sure, we have The Princess Diaries, but we're also talking about Leon the Professional, which is about a young girl who thinks she's in love with a middle-aged man. We have Pulp Fiction, which is a Tarantino movie anything but a cookie-cutter love story. La La Land, Romeo and Juliet, those don't really have happy endings. So on top of how amazing love can be, they're seeing how weird, how tragic, and unexpected it can be as well. With that said, What is Love depicts many classical romantic movies that we're familiar with. And the song itself starts off in English translation. Every day in a movie, in a book, or in a drama, I feel love. Hmm, I learn about love. The girls are gathered around a TV box, watching the enactments of themselves in iconic scenes from La La Land, Princess Diary, Romeo and Juliet, and Pulp Fiction to just name a few. Yeah. But let's talk about the cross-dressing, guys. 
What did you guys think about that? That was an interesting thing that they inserted in there because I, I mean, they're an all-female group, mm-hmm. right? For a lot of these movies, it's usually a romance between a male and a female. So who's going to pretend to be the male or who's going to be the lead dancer, right? Um, or And the follower in, in this setting. So it could be that they just had to have someone fill in and be like, okay, you know what? Draw straws, you'll be the dude in this case or like, I'll be the dude <laughs> for fun. Or it could be that they're trying to nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more, say no more. <laughs> Matt, I got to ask you, what did you think of that? Uh, yeah, you know, on that note, I did want to point out something I found interesting. So there's nine members of Twice, right? Mm-hmm. But if you look at three, I believe, of the enactments, mm-hmm. Jungyeon's present in a lot of them. Oh, she is. I mean, she's there for Ghost, she's there for Romeo and Juliet, and then she's also there for Love Letter. Like, she's the love interest for Gio, for Sana, and for uh, to it like respectively <laughs> so I think it kind of speaks to the fact that even when Twice first debuted Jung Young was established as the all around girl crush <laughs> girl crush and then put that in air quotes girl crush got it <laughs> right <laughs> okay I feel like whenever I've seen videos of them at fan signing events they do a lot of like kissing each other oh yeah and mm-hmm. I, I feel like to a certain extent there's kind of like pandering to their yeah. like male audience uh, I don't know Matt tell me why I'm wrong <laughs> <laughs> well I mean I do have to acknowledge the possibility that you may not entirely be wrong <laughs> okay I mean who, who knows I mean it, it could just be like the, the nine of them are just really that close but I mean honestly no, nothing's known until they come out and say it outright for me when I see twice they give me that vibe of the cutesy girl and seeing that kind of like pandering between them I think it's maybe a fan service for male listeners yeah. but also kind of gives that confidence that girls are you know pretty and mm-hmm. fun and enjoy getting the perk of being able to show their beauty <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay. no. I had to make sure we had a female voice on this episode or other, yeah. other else it'd be just a bunch of dudes talking about cute girls yeah. and well that can only go so I, far I, I just remembered that I, was like, I, I think I should mention it <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it came from you okay I was just talking about this with my wife like mm-hmm. remember girls generation they were the original yes. nine girl group and they were the original that. girls next door mm-hmm. and I think for their time they were yep right but yep what the quote-unquote girl next door means is something different today than it was then like i think today we are more willing to see them make mistakes Mm -hmm. mispronounce things um Mm -hmm. and that can kind of be seen as like an affection affectionate gesture right the way Mm -hmm. they they epitomize that aegyo Mm -hmm. with twice um the girls generation it felt like they're more trying to be like you know football cheerleader girlfriend you know and that to me just seems really different and what i like about twice is that they're a bit more humble is what i'm kind of mm-hmm. getting from it mm-hmm. you get that kind of tomboy feel with um i don't know the name of the short hair member jung young her yes yeah um, yeah jung young <laughs> like i don't remember seeing much of that in like girls generations well time. maybe they, they just couldn't do that as much you know during their time but now because yeah, it's, now it's, it's 2018 yeah. you know and you can do mm-hmm. stuff like that um, yeah it's interesting because typically girl groups they start off being super ego and then they mature into edgy and other stuff but mm-hmm. i feel like we're getting the opposite direction with twice they're like becoming increasingly ego matt mm-hmm. president once is this true <laughs> Uh, yeah, honestly, like, uh, if you look at all of their music videos from their debut of, like, Ua up until now, I feel like they've maintained that 
uh, mostly like cute and angio aesthetic and yeah I'm, I'm inclined to agree that if anything they've ramped it up especially with their recent hits like Likey, Heartshaker mm -hmm. and then yep. even with this one like definitely all all cuteness and agio. I think Twice does it pretty darn good on how they keep that agio, but they add this whole new type of girl confidence of being you and dressing up in not just a cutesy way but also in like because I, I don't i don't know i don't feel like many girl groups in the past did much cross dressing and did it well in a way that's still cute mm -hmm. but i think twice does it pretty mm -hmm. darn well that's the title yeah. of this episode twice does cross dressing well yeah <laughs> <laughs> egg cross dressing this concept is twice doing what twice does best it mm -hmm. has each girl given like a completely different brand a lot of high production value went into this music video and that's what mm -hmm. i so love about it is that you've fully indulged into the k-pop fantasy even though it's referencing yep. like all these other like major feature films this is a wonderland where you can imagine mm -hmm. these idols like what if they got together <laughs> yeah what <laughs> if know? they did and, and the the spectacle of this of this fantasy that we're seeing i think is something that's really special and unique for twice i think so too and just for like veteran k-pop fans that have been listening to agio type of music and are listening to agio music of twice today it gives a yeah. cool spin to it what did you think of the movies that they picked if there's any distinction with the nine films or at least like the nine caricatures of each of the girls they all represent a sort of different take on love and like love from different aspects i mean as k-pop junkie said pulp fiction is definitely not a cutesy little story if anything mm. if anyone knows uh, quentin tarantino and pulp fiction it's a pretty violent movie there's like an element of love in there ish but not really it's like love hidden underneath a violent world. And then mm -hmm. you get things like Romeo and Juliet, which is a forbidden love, a love that yep. you know is meant to be, but it's not allowed to be. And then you've got things like La La Land or um, what is it, Princess Diaries, where it's like a young love that's fully blossoming and like still has plenty of room to grow. It's like different aspects and different times of love in someone's life. So I guess mm -hmm. that's representative of the overall theme of the girls of twice that are asking what is love so these are probably like what they think all the different answers are to their questions through what they've absorbed through pop culture yes pop culture. It's, it's a curious selection to me because i could have thought of more iconic love stories but you know we've got to remember like this is the korean audience right there are some mm -hmm. movies like one of the japanese films that's in this list like that is not love a western letter. yeah that's not a like western well-known love story mm -hmm. And yet, in Korea, and I'm sure Japan, it is. So that, mm -hmm. I thought that was really interesting. But the, the Natalie Portman film, um, what, what was it called? Oh, uh, Leon, The Professional. Leon. That's such a horrible movie. Like, mm -hmm. it's only good because it had Natalie Portman in it. And it was like her, mm -hmm. you know, her debut in her career. But like, that's a very unremarkable movie, in my opinion. So why did they pick it put it in? I, I just think they kind of done something <laughs> to increase the appeal of this music video, this K-pop music video. I think they could have just gone ham and done like the most iconic, you know, love stories. And then I think it would have 
increased the virality of this music <laughs> video and made more people relate to it. Yeah. But uh, yeah. It, it's interesting, like Ghost, it's like that is a very sexy. Oh, definitely a classic. Moment. That was mm-hmm. like super nudge nudge, wink wink. Mm-hmm. And we're referring to the moment where they're holding the clay and they start to make a phallic shape in the clay <laughs> because the ghost is uh, getting it on. And then there's also a French flick, which is uh, Mina and Dahyun. It's called Le Bon, funny yep. enough. <laughs> I mean, now that you point that out, like maybe this is them trying to relate to the different global audiences. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Reaching our Japanese audience, our European one. Still, the execution of the Romeo American. and Juliet seemed like that wasn't obvious, even for people who have watched oh, Romeo yeah. and Juliet. I feel like there are more iconic scenes in that movie mm-hmm. oh, yeah. that they could have gone with. On Twice doing the K-pop fantasy best, what I love is that throughout this entire music video, all the extras are also Twice. Oh. So in the Pulp Fiction scene where they're all dancing in the cafe, you have all the other backup members and some members oh, represented yeah. multiple times. Oh, yeah. You know, like going like oh my gosh they're doing such a good job dancing and they're also the ones up on stage and uh, i actually didn't notice that yeah but it's that level of detail in carving mm-hmm. out the fantasy and making them the stars i i can really appreciate because i haven't seen that mm-hmm. in other k-pop music videos in terms of using the main stars also as extras in a way that seems <laughs> really funny and silly actually yeah, that's a pretty interesting way because I don't think I've seen that either. Many of them are just like backup dancers, but they're mm-hmm. also in the back. All these girls are learning what love is through pop culture. Mm-hmm. And that could be saying a lot of things about, you know, adolescent girls growing up today and how they kind of mm-hmm. learn through this Hollywood version of love that may not actually be real or a healthy representation of love. But I also feel like this unintentional message and this unintentional meaning that they're giving this is what it means to be a K-pop star. These are idols who are prohibited from dating, and yet they have to sing mm-hmm. about love, no matter what. Like, mm-hmm. They have to sing about love, even though they might not be able to experience love themselves. Mm-hmm. They have to love mm-hmm. all their fans, and that's mm-hmm. a different kind of love. So for yep. Twice, and really the K-pop industry at large, they only get to fantasize over what love may actually be at least until their K-pop career is over. Or the landscape warms up such that we're, like, we're cooler with these K-pop idols dating more publicly. And that's a great point you mentioned, especially with dating bands. So What is Love maybe is a great depiction of what exactly many idols are facing day-to-day as be- as they're putting their faces and their I- idol lives on television and YouTube. I think that's a great um, point that you make. Yeah, and I don't think that was the point that they were deliberately yeah. trying to make, but rather it's this really cold irony. <laughs> yeah, it's just sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in the fact that girls like Twice and especially just any K-pop group in general, like we get caught up in the fact that these are idols and that they are entertainers and that they make these songs and music videos for us as fans. We forget that a lot of times a lot of them are starting off so young and that they don't even really know what exactly for example here what love is and yet they're singing about it so it's like kind of an interesting uh, juxtaposition in that dynamic there like kbj yeah. said that these girls don't really know it but yet they have to sing about it and convey to us that this is what their idea of love is what does the co- commercial have to signify commercials being short and sweet or you know the commercials also kind of showed this like unhealthy representation of love it's like 
to be in love or to get the boy, you just need to buy the right perfume. <laughs> oh, going back to that materialistic. I don't think that was the, the deliberate message, but it's just like all the different mm. ways we sort of like interpret and see consume love. Mm, yeah. Which name not be real. What is love? What is love? I mm-hmm. want to know. Moving on to the choreo. K-pop junkie gave us his remarks. This may be one of my favorite choreographies of theirs, and it's really easy to just overlook Twice's dance. But before you make a judgment, watch the dance practice video or a performance where you can see the entirety of the stage. Seriously, watch the second verse. The moves, the way they're synced, the way they kind of pop during the raps. And because they don't always have the most hard-hitting moves, don't take for granted how in sync and fluid everything looks. And Peter, as someone with dancing experience, you know it's not an easy thing to do. Yes, and K-Pop Junkie is absolutely right. <laughs> Although I will say, doing the female K-Pop choreography is a hell of a lot easier than, than doing like BTS male choreography. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> it's funny because whenever I'm, I'm not a serious K-Pop dancer like Supermatic is here. But whenever I do it in jest, whenever I'm DJing these K-pop events or doing like the sister body rolls and stuff, I do uh-huh. it because it's easy and it's fun and it's playful. <laughs> and also, these girls have to do the choreography most of the time in high heels. So it has to be uh-huh. easier for them to do. And those sexy A-gear dances are the ones I love to dance to. <laughs> uh-huh. With Twice, they're not necessarily being sexy, but like... I feel like they each give their own signature like personality for each individual member in the choreo, which I really mm-hmm. like. Are you like how Suyu, she had the question mark, right? She she gestures the question mark and gives the dot and asking that yeah. question. Each individual member has their own take on like what is love and they show that in their each, you know, mm-hmm. highlighted segment in the choreography. Uh yeah, that definitely co-signed with everything that uh, K pop junkie said. Uh the funny thing is that I do come from a K pop dance experience background as well as like more urban and the hip hop like choreography style. And uh, a lot of teams, especially in these days, they're known for going, you know, super hard, super aggressive, super fast, da da da, being hard hitting. But then some of the other like really best teams and individual dancers, some of them who choreograph for groups like Twice and BTS, they're part of teams whose yeah. concepts are more do the simplest of dance moves, but make it look clean and yes. fluid. Yeah. And sometimes they're yeah. the ones who who win all the major competitions. And mm. I like I gotta say. Twice manages to kind of capture that same feeling here. Like KVJ said, they may not be the most flashy or hard-hitting choreo, but when they are dancing the routine for this song, they do it really well. And there's so much going on that sometimes you need to watch a second, third, maybe even fourth time to be able to capture everything that's going on aside from whoever is highlighted and in the center. Yeah. The thing that's amazing to me is the fact that, you know, twice they're known for having all these cutesy dance moves, Mm -hmm. but it it doesn't disappoint, not even with what is love. I mean, we're given a lot of, you know, intricate arm movements, hand shifting. They have a lot of synchronicity with quick jumps and leg dance moves. The group's choreo carries these certain movements in lines and they have this correct alignment with the jittery feelings that you feel as a young person, either falling in love or at least like getting excited at the thought of love. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, each of the girls, they still manage to provide these hand gestures and these facial expressions that they are just come to be known for. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And that's a good point that you make, Matt, that you can do something that's technically more difficult and still lose just because your execution of the technical part is hard to pull off, mm-hmm. right? And as just a general watcher, right? Not not as an actual dancer, but just someone who's watching 
the dancing and yep. the performing. Sometimes, you know, you can enjoy a simpler dance and enjoy that more、mm-hmm. just because it's better executed. In this case, like、mm-hmm. they had that fluid movement and the winks and the curves、mm-hmm. and the egg、yeah. yo <laughs> on point. So, in this case, I think Twice really did the choreo well. And it's well choreographed、mm-hmm. knowing what they're trying to convey. From a girl perspective, I find that the dance. Does follow the typical agio with a little bit of body, move, body wave movement, and that goes along with the hand. I guess it's not really touching, but it's more of just like hand wave. Yeah, it's the hand wave. You know, you're, you're feeling yeah, the face.、Wave. You're, you're giving a salute. You're winking. You're grabbing something as you're moving <laughs>、yeah, your face. You're posing. Okay, I'm making all these <laughs> gestures, which our, our K-pop listeners are, are spared from seeing. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it too, actually. And, but no, for sure, like,、um, there's the heart movement that many fans do when they're seeing their favorite idols. They're doing this really quickly. I think Twice does it really well in showing us that cutesy dance. Twice does the line dancing really well. As nine members, they're often mm, going mm. in circles around each other、uh, with one、Formation、member.、Changes. Formation changes, yeah.、Yep. And we have one member always standing in the middle. And I like seeing that when a girl group does it really well. Yeah. And again, this is what Twice, it's Twice doing Twice best. They、mm-hmm. give each individual girl her own sub brand. They each give her that moment、yep. to shine in a unique way that is、mm-hmm. different from all the other members that completes the picture of the group as a whole. But yeah, guys, I want to know. I want to know, know, know what you guys think of the audio. Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> When I first heard this song, I hated it. Like, I remember、mm-hmm. being like, wow, the concept is great. I'm going to give that a high rank on the K pop cast, and I'm going to give it like the lowest rank ever for audio. And then I, <laughs> then I listened to it like this week. I'm like, you know what? It's kind of growing on me. Because <laughs> when I first heard Cheer Up and TT, I was like, these songs are whatever. They were like, blah. And then they turned out to be like the most iconic Twice songs ever. <laughs> It's probably the same thing with this one.、Yep. The chorus isn't that great, honestly. The chorus leaves、mm. something to be desired. But the bridge of the song, as well as the rapping, are really what stand out to me. It's whenever、mm. they do the rhymes on the rap and their sort of like cute ego expression. <laughs> I, I can't describe it. But that <laughs>、mm-hmm. stands out to me, and that, that's an earworm quality. Yeah. I think. The song overall it carries the happy and joyful high notes、uh, that fans love from Twice and are pretty familiar with. The chirpy voices are accompanied by the catchy chorus of what is love and wanting to know, know, know what exactly love is. <laughs> I know There what are it quick, is. Do you know what it I is? I know love.、Uh, <laughs> there are quick rapplings sprinkled throughout the song, but listeners will leave the song remembering Twice's harmonic voices as a group. But I do、mm. feel that, like, At some instances of the song, that I heart shaker, that the song heart shaker can、yeah. instantly be seamed in. Oh, yeah, totally. Or,、mm. And I'm just like, I could see it just remixed or mashed up really well. Yeah. yeah. Or anytime Twice says twice in a song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you、twice. can instantly put twice.、Mm-hmm. We've established long, long running here on the K Podcast. What it really takes for me to instantly like a song is whether or not it's catchy, especially if it has a hook. And regardless to say, this song is definitely catchy as hell, especially at that part、mm. that we've all been refraining. You know, that I want to know, no, 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 what is love? Like, that just, once you hear it, it can't get out of your head. And 
I mean, whether or not I may be biased because I am the resident once here, I'm self-admitted twice mm. trash. <laughs> I'm actually pleasantly <laughs> surprised that I like the song as much as I do. I wasn't sure about it at first, but within about a week, maybe even less, it grew on me so fast yeah. just with every listen. And I, I don't know, I just, I really love all the different parts and aspects that there are to it. Uh, Dakyun and Chaehung kill their raps as always. And uh, yeah, that bridge especially, I mean, Geo continues to just show why she's the main vocal of the group, honestly. And I do remember that there was one point when Twice debuted where everyone said, this is basically just Geo and the backup singers or dancers. But I gotta say, come to this point now, everyone else has kept on working on their vocals really well to a point where I think Geo herself said she felt that she needed to step up because everyone else in the group was catching up to her. So mm. good job on all of them motivating each other because their vocals have definitely improved. And it shines through in this song as well as the rest of the album. Matt, you greatly mentioned about how they grow as a group. And oftentimes mm-hmm. we see a lot of girl groups being that one singer and the backup singers, for instance, yeah. for a minute and Hyuna and other members but yeah it's good to see that twice is redefining the group girl group and not just signaling it out to just oh signal yeah i see what i did there um (laughs) to just one (laughs) just just to one group i mean it's good to see twice not signaling signaling out one group well you know with all that said guys it's about time to bring it in don't you think let's uh go ahead let's do it yeah let's give our final scores so everyone with one being the lowest Five being the highest as our scale. How would you rate everything? We're starting with the concept. For me, I say for me it's a 3.75. Uh, I do like the depiction of the movies and also it being kind of ir- ironic with how each movie is shown is not showing a <laughs> great ending to love. But the concept overall, I was kind of low-key hoping that Twice would do something different, but they do cute cutesy and like pure like being pure and like confident really well Mm. yeah so for me it's 3.75 but in in hopes of them wanting to do something different but i i give that 3.75 that 0.75 because i think twice does it does the execution of cutesy very well funny enough i find myself right there with you on the same boat ramen i also gave Mm. this a 3.75 but the funny thing is that my reasoning is a little different I absolutely loved, loved Cheer Up because of the Mm. way that they did this different concept. And as Peter has said, the girls getting their different brands. And with What is Love, it also instantly hooked me because I'm a huge movie buff and I love a lot of the movies that the girls depicted. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Cheer Up probably still did it a little better than this one did. Okay. Keeping it simple with the concept wise, also because of the fact that, yeah, they're asking What is Love, but they still don't know yet. 3.75 for me. Solid. Nice. How about you, one Peter Lowe? It's a four. It's a pretty solid oh. four. Like, oh, guys, snaps. this is why I love K pop. <laughs> it's this fantasy, this Why'd spectacle, uh, this colorful mm. world that is Ooh. highly produced and isn't something that you're going to get in any other form of entertainment. This is something that is truly unique for K-pop and twice yeah. epitomizes this girlish girl next door fantasy so well. Mm-hmm. And not that I'm necessarily into yeah. that particular type of concept in terms of oh, I really want to see cute girls acting egg-yo, I would say that's a yeah. lot less my thing. Mm-hmm. But the world that in which they put us in and how they bring us into it, they do so well with Twice. And 
mm-hmm. every level of detail from them all being the background extras and making fun of themselves I think <laughs> comes together so well so it's a four amazing how about the audio guys Matt I'm gonna kick it your way one to five funny enough I actually was a little more um, uh, like generous on I think only because as I've said it's been stuck in my head ever since I first listened to it and uh, this probably ranks higher uh, with me for my favorite twice songs I mean I definitely find it better than what was it Signal and Knock Knock at least just as a personal taste being the resident once here so I actually gave the audio a solid four <laughs> very good nice I'm gonna have to say 3.5 uh, I do like other twice songs a bit more uh, especially TT and Likey. Um, mm. That's very catchy. This song does do the whole concept of providing the high pitch, what is love, but I kind of wanted to see a little bit more of variety from Twice, but I, I can't deny that they do it well. Mm-hmm. Pilo? 2.5. I was going <laughs> to give it a lower earlier this week, but it grew on me. So 2.5. Mm. Why 2.5? Still not catchy. I mean, <laughs> it, it grew on me this oh. week. It, it, like, I can remember. It. And I can remember it saying them saying like what is love with that reverb and the rap in the bridge but <laughs> it's not there for me all the way uh, I'm gonna remember the mm. choreography more I'm gonna remember the videos more mm-hmm. but not the the song itself as, as much in terms of mm. the overall twice discography to your point Raman so 2.5 oh all right okay there we have it <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen We've discussed the concept, the meaning, the visuals. (laughs) We've discussed the audio, the song itself. But when it comes to our final score here on the K-Pop cast, is this song... Daybuck or not? As immensely popular as they are, I think there are aspects that people tend to overlook because of preconceived notions or the cover of the book. I think there's a lot to this music video, the dance is more intricate than you would think, and the bridge of the song makes me burst out into tears every time, so yeah, it's gonna be a dead box for me. Resident once, supermatic. I think I know what your score's gonna be. Do ya? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, Daybok. <laughs> I mean, did you expect anything less? <laughs> Can I say semi-daybuck? No, it's got to be one or the other. Okay. All or nothing. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, yeah, then daybuck. Yeah, daybuck for me too. I don't like mm. hate the song, but I don't extremely love it. I just think it's good. It's a solid. It's a solid mm. twice song. Pilo. Daybuck. Nice. <laughs> it's unanimous. <laughs> so let's close out with some uh, final thoughts from K-pop Junkie. They're all becoming adults now, and they're writing lyrics. Plus, JYP is getting them more and more involved. So... As he slowly releases them, I think we'll naturally begin to get a different feeling in their music, especially if their taste in movies have anything to do with it. Although I would like for them to become less aggio, and I need something that's not aggio. <laughs> We're seeing the different emotions of a single girl, right? That is twice. We're seeing the nine different emotions. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's the nine different fantasies that a girl has for love, as epitomized in these movies. Even, you know, the erotic the platonic, the romantic, in all its forms. So mm-hmm. I uh, would like to see something different, maybe a different emotion from Twice. Yeah, I think that they might go ahead and experiment with something different and a little more grown up for the next concept, but only time will tell. Looking forward to the redefinition of Girls Next Door to Women Next Door. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> when you're a woman, you have your own house. 
You pay the mortgage. Oh, you got a gate, not a house. You got a gate. So every week we're now talking about what are the top songs in K-pop according to the K-Ville Entertainment charts. So, for this third week of April, do you guys have any guesses what is in at number three? You know, I won't be surprised if I see Pentagon Shine anywhere around here. I want to say Super Junior. Oh man, you guys are both so close. But number three is Pentagon Shine. So very good, Supermatic. Oh, nice, (laughs) nice. Yeah, I've been jamming to uh, EXID as well, and that came in at number four this week. And uh, at number five was Got Seven and their song Look. Oh, wow. So, guys, I'll tell you the top two songs, and you tell me which one you think came in at number one, according to the KVL charts. All right. Was it Mama Move and their song Starry Night? Or Monster X? In their song, Jealous. If I know the Cavill chart as I think I do, I'm gonna go with Monster X here. As much as I love Mamamoo's song personally more, I just feel like Cavill's probably going to have Monster X at the top. <laughs> I wanna say Monster X a second and first. Well, Matt is right again. Matt, you've, you've nailed it on the charts. So it is Monster <laughs> X coming in at Dang. number one and Mamamoo in at number two. Okay. Both obviously great songs Ooh. to get onto the top three. And these are voter. Yeah submitted polls and charts mm-hmm. so you just gotta vote each week on KVL Entertainment so go check out their charts <laughs> nice. every Tuesday we have our Twitter chats at hashtag Chat. Tuesday at 12pm or noon led by Supermatic and this week we had Ooh-hoo. a conversation a very weighty conversation that somehow managed to say civil and measured and mature mm-hmm. It was an appropriation. And Supermatic, you had a notable tweet from that conversation. Ah, uh, yes. I would very much like to thank and spotlight none other than the lovely Miss Monique Jones, who took part in our K-pop chat. Thank you so much if you happen to be listening here. And she had a response to when we asked the question about, you know, our listeners and followers' takes on appropriation in K-pop. And her response was, ooh, such a loaded question, since there's a complicated answer. As far as the recent EXO incident goes, Chen needs to at least apologize. And number two, I feel like a part of K-pop training needs to be an anti-blackness course or something. To me, cultural differences is different from racism. I do think they need to realize how their comments, their lack of awareness, are hurtful to their fans and reinforce the same stereotyping and racism that affects us. And just to add on to that, I mean, she pretty much speaks very, very valid points, and I fully agree with her. Yeah, we'll probably address that in a future episode. It's a can of worms. That needs to go deeper, but just not in this segment of the show. Also, on our last episode, What Will Said tweeted at us and Rodri saying, Just finished listening to your You Know Appreciation cast. Here for it. <laughs> and how is Merotic not your favorite TVXQ music video? Catch Me is a close second. <laughs> that choreo deserved an Emmy. <laughs> And I agreed with uh, what Will said. Marotic is a song that people are still requesting at K-pop events to this day <laughs> as a K-pop DJ. If I may, actually, uh, share a fun fact with both of you as well as to all of mm-hmm. our listeners out there. So it's been well established that I truly got into K-pop through SNSD and the G music video. Mm-hmm. But do you guys want to know what the very, very first K-pop song and music video was that I ever saw and heard? TVSQ Marotic. It was Marotic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, snaps. <laughs> Yep. Yep. 
yeah. under my, my skin. skin. Imagine having that as your very first exposure to K-pop. <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends about the K-pop. Yeah, K-pop casts are a great way to listen and think about K-pop. So, signing off, let our listeners know where they can find you online and tell us which K-pop group defined love best. Was it Winner who said love is a lie? Girls' Generation who said love is bitter, or perhaps Teen Top who were more abstract by saying. Love is. Perhaps Starship Planet with Love is You? Or is Love Gone by Map 6? Or lastly, Love is Energy by Chi Chi. Let us know. You guys can find me on Instagram at Bola Ramen. And for me, my choice is Love is Bitter by SNSD, a good song on the whole dark side of love. You can find me at Twitter, as always, at Supermatic. That is S O U P E R M A T I C. And for me, I think we're going to have to go with the boys at Teen Top here because, I mean, honestly, I can't really define love completely. It's as abstract as their song title is. Love is. <laughs> I don't even know Starship Planet, but I'm just going to say Love is you because that's the right one <laughs> and you can find okay. me at DJ <laughs> don't forget to tell us your answer for this week's question by tweeting at us at the K-pop cast mm-hmm. we'll catch you all again all next right. week thank you see you guys Woo-hoo. later <laughs> bye oh maybe you know what you know what you know what sorry sorry Sorry, Nicka, Nicka, Nicka. Sorry, Nicka, sorry, Nicka, Nicka. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we should-